Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you with Pastor Jim this morning. How's, he, how's it going? I, you know, I'm doing good. I I, uh, I I don't have to just turn the furnace on. I've got that tickle in my throat, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. I feel great, but <laughs> I sound like, like I've been screaming at my kid's soccer game all weekend, so... Oh man, I don't think you ever did that. <laughs> I did. Do you remember the story? No, you I don't. Soccer, and I okay. was out there yelling and screaming. And the next time it was time to play soccer, you said you didn't want to play, and I said, "Why is it?" And you started crying. You said, "Because you yelled at me." I said, "No, no, I'm yelling for you." So I wasn't allowed to go to your games. You have no memory of this. I have no memory. I was of this, not allowed no. to go to your games unless I sat in a chair at midfield and didn't say anything. That's how I talked you into going back and playing another soccer game. <laughs> wow, that's, that's funny. Back. How was, old was I when when that happened? Oh, six, five. We lived on Rig Street. Okay, uh, so a long time ago. Yeah, I have no recollection of that yeah. at all. But well, I never doubt it. I was a, I was a model parent. I, I don't. You I hate the rah 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 yell and scream. Yeah, so no, I, I mine wasn't rah rah rah. I was like, get the ball, Josh. Now kick it, kick it to the oh. goalie. Kick it. You know, so I'm screaming. You were a dad coach. You, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you weren't was, the. He scored a goal. Good job. It was no, the. It was let coaching. me let me be on the field with you with my mouth. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Living vicariously through your child. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I need therapy. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that to everybody's <laughs> Your child was an athlete and you weren't, so living vicariously. All I'm saying is you turned out great, so you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So anyways, <laughs> All right. Uh, kingdom culture. We have spent the last five weeks talking basically about how to manage your time and kind of live your life schedule-wise from a yeah. kingdom mindset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we switched this past week to now talking more about the blessings that God has given you yeah. and how to manage them. Right. Um, so I want to hear your response kind of from first, the first week of talking uh, about that. You know, it's funny. It's the same worship set. It's the same church on the same day. It's the same message in my notes. Yeah. And I, I cannot remember a Sunday where the first and the second services, the sermon part was more different than, than last Sunday. Right. I, it, it, and what's funny is I, I came home from the second service and, and told my wife, like, man, I... That was terrible. I can't believe it. I I accidentally combined two words and it came out sounding like a cuss word, uh-huh. and it threw me. And so <laughs> it was almost like you ever make a pancake and there was too much butter or the batter was too thick, and it's just kind of a throwaway. Like, I, I'm not saying the second service was a throwaway, but somewhere in my heart, after about the third major goof, I'm like, okay, never mind. Let's just, yeah. I, it just by now, if I if I could offend anybody, I have, you know, right. So, but beyond that, I think that. The, the transition from from time and priority and kingdom rhythms and all that stuff I, into resource, I think was smooth. I, I think it was good. Um, yeah, had a lot of. You know, we have people that have what I would call latent uh, entrepreneurial spirit. Sure. And for some reason, when riches are evil and only evil people have riches, and when you know poverty is spiritual and you have to be poor to to be spiritual when when balance is brought into that people start to dream so i really felt like um like i watered seeds that god had already planted in some cases and planted some seeds where there was just tilled earth and i'm i'm looking forward to the future some people like since then i've had multiple conversations saying man that really aligned with right where i'm at yeah. we're just getting ready to do this major business deal we're starting this company where sure. i you know i decided i'm going to start going to garage sales and selling stuff just you know whatever their level of, of expertise experience faith whatever right. is at they they're willing to take that next step so that be fruitful multiply fill the earth subdue it yeah. rule over 
just as an encouragement, like this is not you can do it. Tony Robbins says you can. You know, this yeah. is like God says, this is who you are. Right. And so to speak that blessing over, forgive me for saying this, but my congregation, my mm-hmm. friends, my my family, speak that over. It was it was cool. Yeah. I loved it. So let me ask you about this. Um, for a really long time, we never really talked about finance at all at the church because it was just yeah. an uncomfortable thing that you didn't want to talk about. Didn't want to talk about so it. So now, not only are we teaching on it, but I feel like we've been in a really huge season of um, blessing. And then on top of that, uh, you're, you're teaching financial peace now, yeah, which I don't yeah, think 10 years that, ago, yeah. if someone told you, you were going to be teaching that you would, you would have been like, yeah, I, I didn't no, have not to. My, yeah. We had people that were just passionate about sure. it. Yeah. Um, so I guess like, is it possible to live a kingdom mindset with, without the checkbook part? Right. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. now that we're kind of realizing the importance of it, we're kind of seeing the fruitfulness yeah. from it. I think one of the greatest mistakes, um, and, and therefore one of the greatest regrets I have is I, I had a 1980s mindset when, when people who had large followings, um, on television, the radio really went overboard with certain types of messages, um, raised an obscene amount of money and lived an obscene lifestyle. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm being discipled is in that, that time. So now I'm a senior pastor 10 years later, it's 95 it's time to receive the offering, and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And, and what's funny is that was the same not only in 95 when I got here, but in 2005, 2015. And now you, you say things like, well, you know, the, the televangelist scandal, and half the congregation goes, what's a televangelist? Yeah, and, right. and you mention specific names. You're like, I've never heard of him. It's like, I don't I'm, know who that is. Yeah, yeah, I'm fighting a ghost. I, right. I'm like saying, listen, I'm not a Nazi. They're like, are there even Nazis anymore? I didn't know there was yeah. Nazis anymore. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so I, <clears throat> I, think, I think breaking free from from believing a lie that if I talk about about finances, people will not trust me. And if they don't trust me, they can't trust the message. If they can't trust the message, then they can't yeah. trust God. Right. So just let's just not talk about money. It was, I mean, when it came time to build a building, we talked about money, but here, here's a, a hole we're about to put cement in and it costs X number of dollars a yard. Who yeah. wants to buy a yard? That's, that's different. But now let's right. talk about just stewardship. And, and I hope that, you know, 20 years from now when I teach on stewardship, I'll be teaching differently. It will have evolved again and again and again. So, but I, from my heart, sincerely right now, I'm, I'm, what I've always believed, I, I'm now teaching. Yeah. What I've always lived, I'm, I'm now teaching. And right. it feels good because the freedom that I, I got from believing these things and receiving yeah. these things. Right. Um, Which I think our church has always been financially stable, right? We've, sure. we've never been to the point where it's like, we don't know how we're going to make a light payment. Yeah, this so that's right. So it's 1961. Like we've not missed a single bill. Right. Yeah. But I think right now, since we've started, we're seeing blessings that we've never seen before financially. And I yeah. think it's because of the fact that we're bringing that to light, things that we yeah. weren't talking about we are talking about now. Yeah. So I've got to ask the question of just like, do you wish you would have done it 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. You know, where it's like, yeah. man, where would we be right now if 10 years ten yeah. years ago we would have done that? Would this building already be paid off? And right. thankfully you've, you've figured that out at 54, not 74, yeah, you know? Right, right. And it's like, oh man, I, this, the last 20 years would have been a lot easier <laughs> if I just would have started preaching on this. My, uh, my pastor in Phoenix, Tommy Barnett, uh, yeah. on his 80th birthday, they said, so go back in time, what would you do different? He said, I would have dreamed bigger. Yeah, this is a guy that built you know, right. the yeah. Dream Center in Los Angeles and uh, the fastest yeah. growing church in America for twenty consecutive years, mm-hmm. and you know it's incredible what came. I mean, I came out of that that church. I'm yeah. not saying I'm incredible. I'm just saying sure. me and thousands of people like me have been inspired yeah. by this life. And what would you do different? I would have dreamed bigger. I would have trusted a bigger God. 
And, and I think maybe that's maybe we all get there where yeah. we look back and go, oh, I, I stopped when I should have ran. You know, I, yeah. I didn't talk about it because I didn't want to pressure people. And one of the concerns is we talk about kingdom builders and an offering and people say, well, does that make the general fund offering go down? The, the, the logic is it would if mm-hmm. people give a thousand dollars a year. Um, and now I say, hey, you want to feed kids in Haiti? Go, I'd like to give $500 to that. You think, okay, right. now, now $500 goes in one bucket. Yeah. $500 goes in another bucket. There's your $1,000. It really is not true. When people right. are inspired to give, they they walk in with the resource available to them, waiting for a mission to send their soldiers on, waiting for an opportunity that, that, yeah. that they believe in. And right. So um, it's funny that most of the world knows this because some of the shameful things that have happened, some of the, the just unscrupulous tactics of the church. I think the church is afraid to talk about money, at me yeah. in particular. Um, I'm not afraid anymore, but there's still a balance. Sure. You know, so when I talk about seeds and the kingdom of heaven is like a seed, yeah. there's a message of seed faith that's been right. abused. And so give me $100, God will give you $10,000, that's called seed faith. And then I just want to come back and say, well, if it is, yeah. then give me $100 and God will give you $10,000 and you quit begging for money on the radio. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, it's, so there, there's just a balance here. It's, you think about some of the things, some of the funds were raised for in the book of Acts. There's, there's a prophet named Agabus who prophesies a, a famine that will occur sometime right. in the future. Paul, on his missionary journeys, goes and takes an offering for a famine that hasn't happened yeah. for a group of people they'll never meet back in, back in Jerusalem. Yeah. And he comes with, with a huge amount of money. He talks to like the Thessalonians. He goes, you're, it was your, your overwhelming obstacles and your great persecution. And your, but it welled up. You gave beyond your means. You, like, you, know, you begged for the right to give. Like, they had so much trust in the prophetic gift in Paul, right. in God. <clears throat> you know that they they were willing to say this is actually what I what I have to live on, but I'm giving it to you because I believe God wants me to right. for a famine that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that, yeah, you know. <clears throat> so when we talk about hey, we're going to feed kids in Haiti, well, I don't know. The church wants my money. Like that's how far away from right. where it all started we are, and, and we're working our way back. Yeah, but we're not. I would say this. I would say the average American is wealthier than they know. Yeah, because they're only comparing themselves to their neighbors. Right, and they're less generous than they than believe. They think they are because. Right. You know, we're giving one to three percent of our income to charities as Americans. Yeah, and yet our wealth is what we earn in a month is a lifetime income in parts of the world. We earn in a year is a family's yeah. lifetime income. Right. It's, well, and I think just going through financial piece with Dave Ramsey, he talks about um, like to become a wealthy person, you have to 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 um, give money away or something. I forgot. You're just how saying that, yeah, like that the people that he knows that have yeah. more than enough. One of the things they have in common is they are generous people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that you wake up one day a millionaire and you're like, I'm going to start giving money away yeah. now, right? Like that's yeah. that's a heart shift and a mindset that yeah. none of this belongs to me, anyways. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be fruitful with what God has given to me to steward. Right. And but back to the back mine. to the principle of the seed. If I was gonna be a farmer and I had an acre and I farmed the acre and I kept a certain percentage of the seed that came from the from the crop harvest that year. Yeah. And I planted two acres. And I, you know, I, I ate up some of it. I gave some of it away. I planted some of it, uh, and the next year I had enough seed left over after doing all those things to plant three acres and four acres. Yeah, eventually it has a compounding interest. You right. know, the, if the corn keeps producing kernels faithfully and the ground keeps producing corn faithfully, you know, I, I I want to plant what I have the capacity to plant. I need to eat. 
I need to take care of my family. I need to take care of my community. Yeah. But I, I do want to plant things back in because I know that's where the return comes from. So right. I, I think that what he's saying is that people that have consistently farmed the land that's available to them are wealthier than those who look at a garden and say, why is no corn coming out? Right. I hope my neighbor feeds me corn today. Yeah. You know, so there's a there's a process. Yep. If you want to prosper, the the Bible's filled with process to prosper. Yeah. So and and it isn't winning the lottery and it's not getting the you know the big contract in the NBA. I mean, it right. can be, but but again, poverty is a mindset more mm-hmm. than a more than a condition. Yeah. <clears throat> so give somebody what's the percentage? You know, they win the lottery and so many years later. Yeah, it's like seventy five percent of people that win the lottery are bankrupt within five years yeah i mean so here's an obscene amount of right. money but. and also i believe it's like 80 percent of lottery tickets that i purchase are purchased by the uh 20 the lowest 20 yeah. percent of income in the yeah. country and you would so know too for, as a sports fan what percentage of guys do you come across where they were yeah i think it's guys in the nfl and... five years after they're done like 80 percent of them are filing for bankruptcy yeah. because they just and they get they it and they spend it you know, and their bodies right. are broken. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think what we're doing now in financial peace on, on Wednesday nights, if you want to come, it's not too late. Uh, what we're trying to do on Sunday morning is, is really teach people good agricultural kingdom, agricultural principles. Yeah. And so if when I grow my crop, it comes in and I will owe all of it to, to somebody else. I can't plant new seeds. So we right. got to get out of debt. If I if I don't plant it again, I don't get a return. So we got to teach people to put the seed in the ground. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's not it's not hard. It, but it is a, a shift. So mm-hmm. if I'm used to all of my stuff being my stuff and, and I'm, I'm rich when I have a paycheck and I'm poor the very next day, this is a huge shift. Right. The statistics say that 3% of people born into poverty, middle class, or upper class will move from that category up or down. Yeah. Only 3%. 97% right. born in, in the, the upper class. In the span of their whole life. Yeah, they, yeah. They, because if you're in the upper class and you lose your money, you, you don't think selling chiclets. You, you think selling subdivisions. Right. And so you, you earn your way back because that's your mindset. And if you're, if you're born into poverty, it's like, well, there's, I can't get out of this if I have enough for today and the check right. comes in and you know, I can do some side hustles or yeah. whatever. So, well, and that's part of the reason why those stories are so powerful when you hear of somebody that got yeah. out of poverty and they, they died way better off than whenever they were born. It's yeah. because there's so few people out there that are actually, actually doing that. Yeah. yeah. So I would be, I bet you going from the lower class to upper class would be even a smaller percentage than that yeah. 3% to jump two different yeah. classes would be uh, a huge jump. We only have a couple minutes left. Okay. I want to talk really shortly about the gala coming up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just did our kingdom builders are kind of our big push yeah. uh, two weeks ago. We didn't announce the number on Sunday, this Sunday but we, we yeah. did meet our goal for the yes, fall, which is yeah. awesome. That means we get to do our big pumpkin fest and Thanksgiving baskets and Christmas, Christmas, for the kids Christmas outreach and, yeah. um, and so many other things. So I think that's awesome. But something that we're super excited about just as a staff is this gala coming up. We get to celebrate yeah. everything that yeah. kingdom builders has done this year. But on top of that, we get to forecast just what we believe the Lord is wanting us to do in 2020. And that's probably what we as a staff, I think, are the most excited about right now. It's just it's different. For years, it's been me saying, hey, I want to do this next year. Hey, I want to do this next year. This year, Dina gathered, uh, you know, our thoughts, my thoughts, my heart, and what came out of our times in prayer. But then also gathered the staff and said, as you look at the needs, as you look at your hearts, as you look at the heart of the God, of the Lord, like what, what do you see as important? And so I, I'm excited about the goals this year because they don't just represent my heart. But when it's my heart and and you're on my staff and you share that heart, you fight for it in a certain way. Yeah. When it's your heart, I mean, I funded things differently that were my heart last year than things that were not my heart. Yep. 
I didn't fund things, honestly. The things that were not my heart, I didn't fund. Right. They were my heart. I funded them as generously as we could as we could allow, yep. you know? So by having a staff say, when I look at the young people, when I look at the cyber world, when I look at children, when I look at, you know, the the what we could do creatively, it, it just changed everything. So yeah. we are excited to announce uh, at the gala, what the goals and dreams are. There'll be no numbers discussed. Cause it, I just want to make this clear. It's not a fundraising night. Right. It's a faith-raising night. Yep. We're there to raise faith. We're there faith to see what God has done. And celebration on top of that. We want to celebrate everything when, that God has done. When we announce what came in over and above in 2019, people will be shocked. Right. They'll, they'll, it will double and triple what they thought. So if you're listening to this right now and you're coming to the gala, think, you know, what do you think we gave over and yeah. above the, 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 the tithes and offerings right. last year? Whatever it is, I bet you it's two or three times what that was. I, I'm the pastor. I yeah. see reports all the time. I was shocked. I actually came back and said, this isn't the right number. What? Right. Well, how did you come up with this? What What math, what, what column did you take from? Because yeah. figures lie and liars figure. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't make it look this good if it's not this good. They came back and said, that's actually a conservative number. Right. And it was prior to the last week's offering and, yeah. and other things that have come in through the end of the year. So we are, we are on target to do something that we've never done before. Yep. And we're going to announce that number. We're going to show video. We're going to tell stories, mm-hmm. and and we're going to raise faith. And then we're going to talk about the next year. And we're going to believe together, pray together, enjoy a beautiful meal in a beautiful setting. Yeah. So it, I, the gala if you're, is if awesome. you're thinking about going and you haven't bought a ticket yet, you should definitely. Be you should there. definitely go. It's going to be yeah. worth a lot more than the twenty five dollars that it, yeah that it is uh, to to pay for the ticket. When so. was the last time you got in a room full of people just to raise faith? Just, yeah. just to trust, just to, just sure. to grow, just to see what God has done, yeah, and to use that as a springboard for what we believe God can do. It's, right. it's really I'm excited exciting. to have a night with my wife without the kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's that's worth twenty five dollars alone. I'm excited to be your babysitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to be it for today. Um, we're continuing our our uh, series, Kingdom Culture, again next week. We would love to see you at the 9 and 11.30 service. If you can't make it, there's always the option for live stream. Live stream's been really and, good and lately. Thursday night, coming up Thursday a week, night a week service. from Thursday. Not this Thursday, comes, but a week from yes, Thursday. Thursday night the services 17th. start a week from Thursday, uh, 6.30 at night. That's going to be a great time. Um, if you're like, I really want to come to church, but for some reason uh, my kid doesn't like the nursery or he doesn't mm-hmm. like children's church, that's a service to come to because we're asking parents to actually bring their children bring into them. service. Um, so you're not going to be like the one person that's distracting everybody. Like, no, there's going to be plenty of distractions <laughs> that are happening. I'll be the, the one person distracted, but everything right. else will be fine. Right, yeah. So it's going to be an awesome time, but we would love to see you there at 9 11 Also, there's going to be a link in the description for this podcast too if you want to sign up and buy tickets for the gala. We would love to have have you there. And until then, we will talk to you next week. Have a great week.